Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Allentown Presents A Christmas Movie Countdown. We are on episode four. And Emma and I, as promised from yesterday, watched The Christmas Chronicles 2 and we're here to talk about it. And we are very excited because the Christmas Chronicles series is pretty fucking great. If you have not seen these movies, stop what you're doing. Go get on your Netflix and fucking watch that shit. And if you don't have Netflix, what are you doing with your life? But try again. Find someone's <laughs> login. Find it on YouTube. I guess. Don't find the login secretly. on YouTube. No. Find the movie. Find the movie on YouTube. Uh, borrow or a friend's login. Just go to a friend's. No, don't go to a friend's house. COVID. Fuck. Zoom with your friends and have a Netflix party. Yeah. If that works. Is, whatever is the legal way to do this. <laughs> Consult your own heart and then watch this fucking movie. Yes. they. These are fucking fantastic movies. So <laughs> before you watch Christmas Chronicles 2 or listen to this episode about Christmas Chronicles 2, please do yourself a favor and listen to our episode on Christmas Chronicles 1 from yesterday or go watch the movie Christmas Chronicles, or do both if you're fucking awesome. Like, yes, do it's both. a great movie. Do both. I approve of this message. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, we watched Christmas Chronicles two, um, Electric Boogaloo, but not really. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> but basically. <laughs> and we find ourselves again following the Pierce family. We have Kate. Um, our young protagonist from the first movie, she is now a, uh... She has leveled up both in age, size, and hair. Yes. She is a 13-year-old... Feisty pants. Girl. <laughs> Period. You End know what that means. <laughs> you, you know what that means. Kind of bitchy and, like, all over the yeah. place. Um, but... She is in Cancun with her family. Yeah. Um, her brother Teddy is there. Her mom is there. And new characters, Bob, who is her mom's new boyfriend, played by Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. And Jack, who plays, uh, or who is Bob's son. So Kate is all over the place emotionally because her mom and Bob are in this relationship and she feels like this is going to be the trip, like, this is going to be the moment where Bob proposes and she's really freaked out and doesn't know how to deal with her emotions because she thinks that if her mom and Bob get engaged, then it's like her dad never existed. Yeah. And it's like erasing the memory of her dad, basically. And he's only been dead for two years. And yeah. she, you know, she's 13. She doesn't know how to deal with these complex emotions yet. And she... It's, it's different when the mom is dating the guy for damn near a year than it is for the mom to have dated that guy for almost a, a year and then move farther than that. Yeah. So Teddy brings up, you know, he... He talks to Kate like you have to give Bob, cut Bob some slack if he does propose to her in this trip. Like who cares? He makes mom happy. Mom mm -hmm. is happy, and they've known each other. Like Kate and or Bob and the mom have known each other for quite a long time. Like Teddy makes a mention of it. Like they've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And just you know after the passing of their father and after that kind of died down and their mom was ready to date again, then they got together. So it's like, they fought, the mom followed all the right steps, if there is, I guess, right steps. Like, she 
yeah. we waited and did all the, all the things that you're, I guess, quote unquote, supposed to do and in so this instance. And so did Bob. Yes. And Bob, we find out, mm-hmm. is in the exact same situation that the kids are in. Um, he Jack's mother, wife. yes, Jack's mother died within the last couple of years. So Jack is... Dealing with similar emotions, but Jack is a little bit younger than Kate. Uh, I think a little more clingy. Uh, he's a little more clingy, a little younger, so he doesn't see this as like a yeah. Kate's mom is replacing my mom. He's kind of just like, oh, I, like I think he's the age that Kate was in the first movie. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's supposed 11, to be like eleven. Yeah. Um, but Kate is having this really big issue, like. Bob's here to replace my dad. I don't want dad's memory to go away or whatever. And yeah. she, she's freaking out. And she doesn't want to be in Cancun for Christmas because a beach, like Kevin says in Home Alone, in Home Alone 2, or no, Home Alone 1, Florida is not where you want to be for Christmas. You don't want to be in the tropics for Christmas because nope. palm trees are not Christmas trees. Nope. Um, Kate is very much in that same mindset where snow gloves she she wants snow she wants sledding she wants hot cocoa and candy canes and christmas trees and all these different things you know all the quote-unquote traditional christmas um so she's having trouble coping with the fact that they're on an island or whatever yeah (laughs) teddy finds a girl meets a girl whatever and apparently decides he's gonna go off and like snorkel with this girl well he doesn't decide he's going to go off and snorkel with her. They go to dinner. Uh, the whole family does. And Kate's all butthurt. And this is in like the height of her trying to figure out how she's going to be home. Yeah, how she's going to make it snow. home. And they're at dinner. And Bob says, hey, in the interest of making this even more fun. The hotel uh, gave us some free shit. Here's two tickets to snorkeling. Here's two tickets to the Mayan ruins. And here's, and here's two, two tickets. tickets to the kids club for a sleepover. Implying that Jack and Kate are stuck in the kids club. Yes. And that Bob and, uh, insert mother's name, Claire? I don't know. Maybe? I can't remember her name ever. Um, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Claire. I'm probably wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, out there in the internet world. Um, and, uh. That's when you figure out that Teddy has met a lady because... <laughs> met a lady because he's like, oh, yeah, he, I he know takes, a girl who, is, who would love to do this. I like, know let's somebody who would love that. Yeah. <laughs> so Teddy and this girl go snorkeling. Uh, Bob and the mom go off to the Mayan ruins. Mm-hmm. And well, right before they leave, they drop Jack and Kate off to the kids club. Well, Kate's like, bitch, I'm 13. Like, that's the highest age of this quote-unquote kids club yeah like you think about back to when you were 13 like it's that worst edge because you're like right on the edge between being considered like a teen quote-unquote and uh a kid and no one really kind of knows what to do with you and you want those kids price discounts but you don't want to deal with the kids. you don't want to do kid stuff yeah so that's exactly where kate is she wants to be kind of seen as more of an adult more of a advanced person um elder child an elder yes an elder (laughs) child and doesn't want to be lumped in with the like kitty shit but jack who's 11 doesn't give a fuck he's like yes this sounds i'll save you a place at the slime station yes uh jack (laughs) is sheltered and um scared he is a scaredy cat kid that comes into play later (laughs) so kate decides she's gonna run away so she drops they 
drop them off at the kids club or right outside the kids club. The parents leave. Jack like heads to go into the kids club. And then she's like, all right, I'm out. And she calls the airport and is like, uh, how do I change my flight? I want to go home sooner. And they're like, oh, you can just do that when you get to the gate. And she gets in a golf cart. Because uh, the shuttle, quote unquote, was broken stopped. down or something like that. Had a flat mm-hmm. tire. So she gets in this golf cart with this seemingly hotel employee who we've already seen be kind of shady in the movie. Yeah. Um, and she goes to leave to go to the airport, which, I mean, plot hole number one, in no way would a 13-year-old child be allowed to go to a an airport in another country and be like, yes, change my flight all my by myself. My parents said I could go. My parents said I could go all by myself. Nay, nay. No, absolutely not. That that's, that's not a thing that would happen. Nope. <laughs> and even if it was, and somehow in Cancun she was able to get on a flight to uh, Massachusetts, they wouldn't let her off the plane in Massachusetts without an adult to pick her up. Because yep. the United States is no joke. The TSA is no joke. Yep. You have to <laughs> confirm with the front desk of child pickup. Yes, it's For, it's no yeah. jokes. <laughs> so small plot hole, but they didn't talk about it because they got to keep the plot moving. So as she's getting on this golf cart to go with this uh, shady dude to the airport, uh, we see Jack kind of run up on the back and <laughs> jump on and lay down on the back of the golf cart. So he's like following her essentially just like she did to teddy in the first movie um seconds later shady they're like driving down this like in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere like like jungle street (laughs) path um it's like bachelor in paradise where you're like where the fuck did this path come from yeah they're driving down the street and then this fucking wormhole opens this (laughs) A hotel employee guy that we have no idea about him except he's shady opens a wormhole and they drive through it in his or he, no he, he like he like gets right, right up to it and then he like fishtails and forces them through the wormhole. Those poor kids. Those poor fucking. He like dumps them off this. They wormhole. got flipped the hell through that thing. <laughs> and then he opens up, uh, or the next scene opens up and they are. At the North Pole, um, just in their beach clothes, because they've been in Cancun, so they're in, like, shorts and t-shirts, just at the fucking North Pole. Yep. In a snowstorm. Freezing their nuts Freezing off. their ass off. So, then we get Santa, and he is chasing a Yule cat, which is, like, Jola. this fucking giant bobcat-looking motherfucker. Uh, you remember that thing from Star Wars, Episode 2, one of those movies nobody talks about? It, the the thing oh, the thing that, that like, tried to get Padme that scratches that Padme half yeah clothes off like that but yeah. thicker that thing uh and it looks like a snow leopard yeah um it's just huge anyways Santa is chasing those he's like on a sled chase basically in his sled with all the reindeer running uh to get Jola and he hits this like bank this edge near a cliff and sees them. Through the Aurora Borealis, like, shield. The Borealis veil, yeah. Yeah. So they have this Borealis veil. It's very important in this movie. Uh, that basically protects Santa's village from the outside world. 
It mm. it stops people from coming in. It prevents people f- from it prevents the elves and stuff from going out. Like Santa is really yeah. the only one who can go in and out. It basically stops time. Yeah, it, every all, time Slows stops within Santa's village. Yeah. So he sees them through the veil and is like, "Oh shit, emergency!" And he goes. He takes the sleigh. He picks up the kids. He takes them back to Santa's workshop or to Santa's village. And he and Mrs. Claus, played by Goldie Hawn, revive the kids back to health, basically, because oh, yeah. they're almost dead. They are frozen kidsicles. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Claus makes this specialty hot chocolate because she's Fancy like cocoa. a she's like a potions. She's like a witch. She's the McGonagall of the North Pole. Oh, absolutely. She's just she's sitting a potions like, master. Hold she's on. incredible. Hand me some worm's wart. Yeah, she's incredible, and she fucking makes this magic hot chocolate that brings these kids back to life from <laughs> just freezing like i don't they would have died in real life but sure what actually one of the kids i was watching while we were watching the older of the two kids i was watching was like that's really unrealistic even though we're watching a movie about like santa flying all over the world like he was like that's really un- unrealistic those kids would have died it's really cold <laughs> like they would have had frostbite i was like yeah you're right they would have they- Hardcore frostbite. You're right, they would have. Like, she probably would have lost an arm, and that kid probably would have lost both his legs. Like, (laughs) shit was intense. But it's a movie, so suspend belief for a minute. So. Damn. They end up back in, um, or they end up in Santa's village, and Kate is like, oh my gosh, Santa, like, it's so good to see you. It's you, you heard me. It's you, you heard me, you, you granted my wish, because she does make a wish, like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here for yeah. Christmas. Like, this is not where I want to be. She made it pretty clear. Yes, and uh, she thinks that Santa brought her here, and Jack is overwhelmed, because it's fucking Santa and Mrs. Claus that he's meeting, and the kids are kind of, bringing up like no i or santa says no i didn't bring you here like i don't know how you got here or why but i like no i only saw you because i was out chasing the yule cat yeah i that was not me yeah so miss claus gets super suspicious but she's taking care of them in like this cute motherly way like you know that mrs claus wanted children like it's very evident that she wanted children and just never had any and she's showering these children with love. Like, like you probably have met one of these grandmas in your life who, you know, never had, not really a grandma, but is grandma age. Mm-hmm. And just, like, never had kids, but dotes over children like it's their own kids. Their friends' kids' kids. Or their, their friends' neighbors' kids. kids this will be me or... in, like, 40 years. For sure. 100 like this is this will be me. Yeah, uh, I'm already like that, and in 40 years it'll be even worse. Uh, I'm gonna fatten up all these kids, all these everybody's kids. We got this. <laughs> I'll make um, the meat. You make the sides. Oh, so I'm gonna make so many sweets. <laughs> you keep good baking dentists. that pumpkin cheesecake, and we're all fucked. Yes, everybody <laughs> needs really good dentists. Oh yeah. Um, but so. We get these, this sense that she is just missing out on having kids, really misses, you know, this. there's something missing in Mrs. Claus's life. And she dozes over these kids, you know, she tucks them in, she tells them this story. She creates food that appears and tastes 
like what you like want dessert. to be eating, but but it's, it's actually broccoli like broccoli and, and carrots Brussels sprouts and shit and meat, kale and yeah. all this shit that kids. Not every kid because I like it, but a lot yeah. of kids are like Fuck no. This. It looks I'm it looks broccoli. like candy and cakes and pies, but it's actually yeah like broccoli and things that are important and. She's fucking amazing. Um, but then it's time for bed and, you know, she, Santa and Mrs. Claus are like, okay, you guys can stay here for the night. You know, mm-hmm. we'll deal. We'll get you back home tomorrow. We'll deal with the whole thing. She reads them a bedtime story and she starts telling the story of how St. Nick or how Nicholas became Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And we get this really cool flashback of Kurt Russell being like, a young man, Santa. he's like 30 or something, being Santa back in like, where were they? What was it? 172? No, I don't know when it was. It was like the year 300. No, it was like the year 300. It was like way, it was 1700 well, yeah, years ago. little itty bitty. But I can't remember what country they were in. Whatever country you're putting coins in your shoes. Oh, fuck. They say it in the movie, but I cannot remember at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, And... Oh, it's Turkey. Yes. They're in, he's in Turkey, and that's where the origin of Santa kind of got started. And they show these flashbacks. Um, you know, the picture book comes alive because they're in the North Pole. And they're showing this. And because she's McGonagall. Yeah, and we're reading this story about how he became Santa and how, you know, he met the forest elves that lived um, around Turkey. And he helped save a bunch of them and came mm-hmm. up with this, you know, because the elves are being basically kidnapped by humans. And consumed. And consumed for their magics. And Santa came up with this way, you know, I'll, I'll make this whole area, yeah. this sanctuary, essentially. I just need these things. And he, Santa, and the, like, elder head elf mm-hmm. of the forest elves in Turkey. create Smurf of the elves. Yes, basically create um, the Christmas star which is star. which is uh has a fraction of the power of the star of Bethlehem in it and mm-hmm. is wielded by Saint Nick and we find out it fast forwards shows you the star in Santa's workshop at the top of the big christmas tree that's in the middle of the square and it is what's powering the uh borealis veil that is protecting the entire city mm-hmm. um that also hides all the elves and makes sure nobody can see them unless Santa wants them to yes um, after that, you know, Mrs. Claus is very, um, concerned as to how these kids got here. So she's kind of poking and prodding and they kind of mention a couple things. They get her ears perked up and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to read this other story. It's because one of the elves in the first story, they said, oh, that elf kind of looks familiar. And then uh, yes, she was like, like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so she pulls out this story about Belschnickel the elf who is a disgruntled elf. He was one of the original elves um, at Santa's workshop, I guess, in the North Pole. And he and Santa were really, really close until Santa started, like, until Santa became more of a worldwide thing. And Mm -hmm. he started caring for more and more and more and more children and creating toys for more and more and more kids. And doting on all the other elves like he was doting on Belschnickel. Yeah, Belschnickel felt betrayed and started acting out. And he um, 
broke the five rules of the elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an acronym. Elves is an acronym for all of these things. And I can't remember the exact thing, but the V is for viciousness and the yeah. S is for selfishness. Um, and <laughs> it was like ego, envy. It's ego. Ego, vish. No. Uh, ego. Lying. Lying. Viciousness. Uh-huh. Envy, envy and, and selfishness or something like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he breaks all of them um, in trying to get back and punish Santa, essentially. And because he broke all of them, he his comeuppance is to be turned into a human. Because when you break the elf code, they you are no turned into the thing that, that you, hate. you hate the most. And what he hated was all those kids... Because they're what took Santa Santa's away attention. from him, essentially. They're, he thought that Santa was like, all these kids are great and they're going to do everything for me. And Belschnickel's like, I'm literally standing here creating things with you. How dare you think that these stupid kids are any better than me? So he got turned into one. Yeah. So we find <clears throat> out that Belschnickel was the guy at the hotel that caused uh, Kate and Jack to be thrown into the portal. And then he pops up in the North Pole and starts to wreak havoc. He fills the cannons. There's cannons in the North Pole that um, provide the snow because of the um, Borealis Vale. There's no snow that can make it into the village, so they have to pump in their own snow, and then they shoot them out of cannons every day to make it snow in the village. And he fills the cannons with Elf's Bane, this blue glitter, and he sprays it all over the elves, and the elves turn vicious and crazy. Basically, Malevolent. it's... It was It was based off of gremlins. Mm-hmm. Um, they took this idea from gremlins, and just these elves fucking wreak havoc all over the village. And our, he has an, another elf friend that's, like, doing his bidding. What's the thing? He's trying to take the star. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's trying to steal the star. And he gets up and does it, like takes it. Well, he's got then, a couple of elves from the Turkish elves on his side that he convinced Santa was misusing. No. Or was it the other elves that he convinced to get on his side? Because he, he had, had a, Mina no, he, and somebody No, Mina else. wasn't on his side. She's the one that took the glitter and put it in the cannons. No, yeah, he hooked it, her no, up to that, a drone. No, it's that fat elf. The fat elf. Hug? That, uh, or no, the other guy the one, that looks like The one like that hug. was with him in the, in the South America. That's right. The South Pole. Yeah. Uh, it was that one. Okay. So uh, he gets these. He has some of these elves do his bidding um, at this point now that they're under the influence of Elf Spain. And he steals the Christmas star. When he steals the Christmas star, shit is going. It's getting wild in the North Pole. So Santa and Kate get in the sleigh to go deal with that um and just before is it before that just before santa and kate leave or right before he steals the star um jola goes down in the reindeer sleigh into the reindeer pen stable that's the word i was looking for the end of the reindeer stable and her and Dasher. Dasher have it out. Jola and Dasher have it out. And she fucks Dasher up. And 
All as a distraction tactic. As Yeah, as a distraction. So he can take the star. So then he takes the star. Santa and Mrs. Claus and Jack and Kate are like, oh shit, Dasher's fucked up. We gotta save Dasher. She's gonna be horror. Like, we can't do this without Dasher. Um, so Santa and Kate um, get in the sleigh with the seven other reindeer and go after Belschnickel. And Jack stays with Mrs. Claus to help him or to help her make a potion that will help bring or help save Dasher's life, mm-hmm. as well as making a uh, antidote to the elf's bane. Yeah. So that all the elves will go back to normal. Um, this is the part of the movie where Jack gets his courage. So he goes from being like a chicken shit little kid to being like a badass motherfucker who doesn't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> Him breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Is probably so, the best. So he's like, like I said earlier, he's a scaredy cat. But then because he has to help and do these things, like there's specific ingredients that he has to go on a hunt to go find. He really comes into his own and becomes like... Not scared anymore. Jack the badass. Yes, Jack the badass, essentially. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kate and Santa are hunting Belschnickel down, chasing him down, trying to get this fucking... Um, trying to get the Christmas star. Trying to fly properly with seven reindeer. Or no, that's not even what happens. I, like, fucked this up. Anyway, Belschnickel gets the star. No, that... So... Belschnickel gets the star, and then Santa and him have a confrontation. Yes. In the North Pole. Yeah. And they break the star. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. I forgot to say that part. They break the star, and they're like, oh, shit. Belschnickel, like, runs away. And then Santa is like, okay, well, I have to go back to Turkey. I have to talk to the elves, and I have to yeah. get a new one made. So then him and Kate, that's what happens. Him and Kate go to Turkey, and they get a new one made. The elves... Um, Figure it out. They make a new star. Then they go to leave Turkey, and guess who's in the fucking air right above Turkey? Fucking Belchnickel, because he's a bitch. And he... They have, like, a chariot race out, and he steals the star, and then he throws a fucking time machine thing on them and sends them back to 1990 to a shitty airport. To Boston Airport in 1990. Yes. To the International Airport in Boston, where... uh, there's zero Christmas spirit because it's an airport on Christmas Eve in the 90s. Like, yep. Flights all the flights canceled. are canceled. because Everybody's they, pissed. Yeah, because everything is horrible. All the weather is horrible. So Snow, the reindeer rain. cannot fly because no. there's no Christmas spirit. If there's no Christmas spirit, the reindeer are grounded. Yeah. So Santa and Kate go into the airport and they have to figure out a way to raise Christmas spirit. And of course, there's another song and dance number. And it's, it's fantastic. It's the key Santa song. It is fantastic. Um, Santastic. I love it. It's fantastic. And Darlene Love makes an appearance and is the the assistant singer to Kurt Russell. It's fucking fantastic. The band um, that performed in the first one, or the the lead singer, no, the guitarist for the band Mm -hmm. from uh, Bruce Springsteen's band actually wrote this version of the second song um, and did all the recording for it. So that was really cool. The dancing in the scene was actually taken, a bunch of the different steps in this scene were taken from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is really fucking cool. Um, And that's not the only nod to Ferris Bueller's Day Off that happens in this (laughs) scene. So Kate is trying to find AAA batteries. She attempts to buy AAA batteries to fix this time machine Mm -hmm. because Belschnick is an idiot. And... Uh, she tries to pay with a $20 bill from 2020 and the lady in the 
And the thing is like, are you fucking kidding me? This is Monopoly money. Like, they're not even going to be using money in 2020. Like, paper right? money. Like, <laughs> bitch, no. So, Kate gets semi-arrested yeah. and taken to airport jail yeah. from 1990. So, it's not real serious, I guess. Because, you know, it's, this was before the like TSA. It's another gate. Yes. But, with but then a lock on it. <laughs> she and this other, this teenage boy named Doug meet. And it's essentially the meet cute from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off where... Jennifer Grey meets Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Like, and they're just, like, bad influences on each other. It's very similar. So, Doug helps her bust out, um, bust out of the jail thing. And, yeah, he's a really cool character. And if you want to find out why, you'll have to watch this fucking movie. Um, yep. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But she gets, she escapes. She goes find Santa. She fixes the time machine. They go back 15 seconds before, um, before they got sucked in. 15 seconds after they got sucked in. So when they got out, now they get sucked back. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, right yeah, behind yeah, yeah. Belschnickel. That's, That's what it is. 15 seconds after, they steal the star back from Belschnickel. Mm-hmm. And then they have a fucking warp speed chariot race thing all the way back to the North Pole. Um, and they get back. And Kate jumps off the sleigh without Belschnickel knowing. Yes, and she's attempting to put the star back on the tree. Meanwhile, Jack is doing his own, like, run through the explosions, um, <laughs> diehard sequence <laughs> to get up to the cannon. So he With can put... a Nerf crossbow. It's fucking fantastic. So he can <laughs> turn all the elves back. Um, he succeeds... And hell, he shoots down um, the only thing that Belchnickel had left up his sleeve, a drone that was hurting, trying a, to hurt Kate. Like a, fe- a fire drone, flamethrower drone. It was <laughs> fucking intense. And uh, yeah, they succeed. They get the veil back up, the stars in place, the elves go back to normal. Yep. Um, I love it. The elves are like, oh shit, we made a mess. We better clean, clean this it up, up before Santa sees. Santa's going to be pissed. We gotta in that clean this two shit up. seconds, I looked at Katie and I said, Damn, somebody needs to send those elves to my house. It takes me a fucking week to clean one room in my house. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I have a two-year-old, so that doesn't help. But no, it's I was like, somebody needs to send them elves to my house. Yeah. Dang. So they save the day, basically. Kate and Jack save the day, and um, Belschnickel gets hit the shit beat out of him, basically. <laughs> kind oh, of. Yeah. And Santa pulls up on Belschnickel and Belschnickel's like, well, I'm, you know, no matter what, you you might have won this time, but you haven't won, you know, you're not going to win forever. I'm going to eventually take this over and I'm going to make my own place down at the South Pole and I'm going to do all these things. And Santa's like, you know, that might be true and maybe you will do that, but I want to give you a present before you leave. Yeah. And he hands him a present and it's the very first present that him and Belschnickel ever worked on together. And Belschnickel was kind of like, you kept it? And he's like, yeah, I kept it. I fucking kept working on it. And Belschnickel opens this present or this toy that they had made. And it's like this little flower thing that opens up. And then a butterfly comes out. And it says, like, believe. Yeah. Right? And the butterfly, like, makes glitter believe in the air. And Belschnickel has, like, an immediate change of heart and, like, starts to kind of cry and then he gets turned back into an elf. Because he realizes he was Santa's favorite elf. Yeah. And he always was Santa's favorite yes. elf. And Mrs. Claus, like, 
clearly this is the child that Mrs. Claus was missing this entire time. Mm-hmm. Belschnickel was like their their child essentially, and yeah. she's been torn up about it and having not having him around and all these things. So all that doting she was doing at the beginning, like that's the reason for it. Yeah. Um. After that, you know, the kids stay long enough to help get everything back in back together and then they say their goodbyes and they go home or they go back to Cancun and Santa makes them fucking skydive out of this sled and they land on the beach right in front of Teddy and Teddy is like no fucking way like are you kidding me tell me all about it and Kate's like okay well this and this and this happened but I can't really tell you all about it right now it's gonna take a while He's like, okay, but you have to tell me all about it. He's like, all right, start from the top. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> then they go and then anything. they go and see. They go meet up with mom and dad or mom and Bob, and Kate drops her whole like, I'm a bitchy thirteen year old thing, and is like, you know, I really missed you guys, all of you. You know, like I'm don't mean yes, to be as, both of you, both of you. I don't mean to be such a bitch, but yeah. like I'm I'm cool with you, Bob, and. Bob's like, oh, damn, like, I know that this is a work. This is going to be work, but um, if, as long as you're willing to work with me, like, I'm willing to work with you, like, let's be friends, yeah. basically. He's trying his hardest to make her like him. It's so sweet, It's though. fucking cute. And then she suggests oh. a, um, what is it, a carol, uh, Christmas carol yeah. off? You know, a caroling? They want to yeah. go caroling on the beach or something some like that. Yeah. And... This was something that they had brought up at the beginning of the movie. Like, let's go do this. And yeah. Kate was like, hell no. Like Christmas that's, karaoke, basically. That's stupid. And um, so Kate brings it up and everyone's like, oh, damn. Like, she really has had a change of heart. She's better now. Mm-hmm. And they go to the beach and then they sing a song. And I'm not going to tell you what song because you need to watch the two movies. And it's really fucking great. And yep. then it ends. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Like, the, I would say... For me personally, the second one is not as good as the first one, but it was really good. Yes. It was really good. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly like Tim Allen's Santa Claus movies. Yeah. The first one was fucking great. The second one was a really good movie. The Mrs. Claus. Yeah. The, and the third one, Exists. it happened. Exists. It was made. I love Martin Short as Jack Frost. A hundred percent. He was fantastic. He was the saving grace of that movie because I was like, what the fuck is this yeah, outside when, of him? But, oh, yeah. When know. the kid was just a bitch. I was like, I'm like why that kid would suck? never have been a bitch. Like, no. he literally went on the sleigh ride. His dad is Santa. He would never be a bitch like that. Right? I was so mad. Yeah, that was a lot. Spoilers if I you haven't seen Santa if Claus 3 somehow. It's like 20 years old. Five. If you've managed to If you're avoid... listening to this and you're five, slap your parents. Help. Slap Help. your parents. Yes. You already Get a out. bad you already a bad kid. <laughs> slap your parents. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> if you out here hearing all these fuck fuckity fuck fucks. Yeah. Boy. We got a problem. Problems, problems, problems. You know what, bud? <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay. Uh so a couple of fun facts about this movie. Um the reason this movie is so good. Uh, these movies are so good is because they were done by Chris Columbus. Yes. And for those of you who don't recognize the name Chris Columbus. Um, not the settler. Not the garbage settler who raped and pillaged nations. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But Chris Columbus, the director and yes. writer. Um, he is also responsible for such classics as Harry Potter 1 and Harry Potter 2 and 
Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Like, the dude knows what the fuck to do with practical effects and just when to add visual effects. And he's really good at bringing a story to life with emotional connection that you will be drawn to. Like, Chris Columbus knows what the fuck is up. Yes. Um, other fun facts. The movie that's playing in the North Pole... Um, they have a movie theater, of course, in Santa's Village for their downtime. And the movie that's playing is, of course, Elf, because it's literally all elves except Santa and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Um, when the elf's bane goes into the cannons and all of the <laughs> elves turn into little shitty gremlin-like characters, uh, the movie marquee changes to Bad Santa. Yes. Which is fucking fantastic. It is. And then when they go back and they turn back into regular elves, it goes back to Elf. It's Pretty fucking yeah. funny. Also, if you recognize or care to pay attention to the music hard enough in this and the first one, um, it's Christoph Beck. Mm-hmm. And Christoph Beck did such treasures as Frozen, yep. Frozen 2, Ant-Man. Not the lyrics, just the Ant-Man classic 2. soundtrack. The, the score of all the... He... Yeah. That guy can do some music, man. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Um, And then a couple just random things that they kind of threw in as um, homages to other films. Uh, The airport scene is supposed to be reminiscent of um, Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Both one and two. Yeah. When, um, oh my gosh, what is, Kevin's bomb is like at the front desk you know, screaming. screaming, trying to get a flight back to Chicago to see her kid who got left on accident. And, you know, she's begging and pleading with all these, yeah. you know. It's her screaming at that attendant is taken. What that's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be. There's a character in this movie who screams at the attendant because, you know, she can't get on her plane or whatever. Yeah. And that's supposed to be from that. Um, and, oh, there was another one. I think that's it. I think so. Uh, it's great. Yeah. That's that's all the fun facts. Oh, besides uh, Mrs. Claus's hair is ridiculous looking and it's made meant to look like a Christmas bobble. So she's yep. got these like little loops. She looks like she got head. a little ornament. Yeah, like Cindy Lou Who almost, but Kinda not like as ridiculous. Cup. It's very cute. It um, is. It's, but yeah. It works for Goldie Hawn. She can pull it off. Yeah, no, she was great. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite character in this film? Mrs. Claus. Yup, that's mine too. I she's so love good. her. Now Jack is great. He's super funny. He breaks the fourth wall, and I gut busted mm-hmm. watching that. It's less than two seconds, and I was like, huh, "That's wonderful." Kate's still great. First act, Kate is a real piece of work, and I was like, "Ooh, girl, you're fixing for a slap right now." Yeah, but teenagers. No, it's Mrs. Claus all the way. She yes. was incredible. That was mine as well. She was so witty and so doting and caring. Mm-hmm. Like all the other Very characters, motherly. all the other characters make like they have slight hiccups in their character uh-huh. that like okay, well that was kind of a shit move, Kate, or like all right, Jack, like I understand that you're 11, yeah. but maybe like man up, like you can do this without someone holding your hand. Yeah. Um and even Miss uh Santa Claus is like he's kind of breaking the rules, getting a little like He's right on that edge of yeah. like, mm, you're about to do something that would put you on your naughty list, so maybe don't. Yeah. Uh, but Mrs. Claus, she is fucking solid from start to finish. Goldie Hawn was fantastic. Very fantastic as Mrs. Claus. Yes. All right, least favorite character. 
First and second act, Belschnickel. Yep, all of this movie, Belschnickel. I agree. Until like the last five minutes oh, of this no. movie. No, nope, I was even like, ah, oh, change of heart. And it was touching for a minute. But no, Belschnickel is nope, garbage. Um, there, I was like, you are spoiled. There are a lot of really good entitled movies. Thing. Character, movie characters, like bad guy characters that get a redemption in movies. Yeah. And their redemption, you know, the way that their redemption works is heartwarming and you're like oh yay hooray like you finally are a good guy and um it's gonna be awesome but i don't feel like there was enough of him being a good guy to give forgive him for what he did because he literally kidnapped two children and then almost murdered them yeah by throwing them into the fucking arctic like up at the arctic circle just like out in in the snow hodgepodge made wormhole developer type thing. Yeah, it was like like and I, it, was, it was a fucking mess. I yeah. don't Belchnickel did not deserve his redemption. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I agree. We <laughs> completely agree on the faves and least faves in this movie. Yeah. Alright, uh just like the first movie, there is no budget information. Thanks, um, Netflix. Who knows? It's been out this movie came out like um t- three weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago. And Whatever you used to make this movie, you spent it well. Yes, um, it was great. This movie came out a couple weeks ago, and it's been pl- like, it's been played tons of times. The kids that I watched it with, the the littler mm-hmm. kid, he's six. He has asked to watch this movie every day for like two weeks, like yeah. since this movie came out. And he's like, "Can we watch Christmas Chronicles two again? Can we watch both the Christmas Chronicles movies again? Can we watch this?" I'm like, <laughs> "It's a lot." <laughs> I'm sure his parents are so tired of these movies already. <laughs> um, and we, we're barely at the beginning of this month. Like, we got a long way to go before Christmas. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seven word synopsis. How many you got this time? Four. Jesus. I will go first. So okay. You, you've a lot. <laughs> okay. Goldie Hawn was perfect as Mrs. Claus. Yep. That's, like, perfect. And then... <laughs> Belle Snickle is a candy-ass punk bitch. Yes. That's my feelings on the matter. Agreed. The end. I have New Place, Bigger Hair, Same True Believer. Nice. Uh, Snow Cannons and Candy Cane Makers. Magic. Because those cannons were bitching. And they literally had like a true to a taffy shop. Mm-hmm. Candy cane puller yep, in there, and I was like, puller. "Fuck! Look at this! You doing your research on how candy canes are made?" Yeah. Uh, Belschnickel should have been Dwight J. Schrute. Oh my! I gosh. cannot see Belschnickel as anything other than Dwight when he dresses up, and he's like, "Have you been whatever the word is or impish?" Yes, and that would have been perfect. When when they first said Belschnickel in this movie, I was like, "Ah." Honestly, the casting of Belsnickel in this movie was probably my least... Was the only person in the cast that I wasn't, Wasn't like, 100% in for. Um, The casting of um, Tyrese as Bob was fucking phenomenal. Yep. Because not only, like, I mean, the character writing was great. Like, he's, you know, a a widowed, uh, or a widower. Um, But... The fact that they went from, like, this all-white Christmas story from the first movie and made it into a mixed family, mixed race couple, like, yes, I am here for it. I love seeing mixed race couples 
on in things. Yep. Normalizing yes, it. Yes, normalizing it. I and love it so much. My last one is my alliterative. Hermione-haired heroine helps halt holiday heist. Jesus, that is a lot of H's. Hoya. 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 So like we said, go check this film out. It will give you all the Christmas feels. It will. Uh, It'll If you're a mother... This shit and the first one is going to hit you all in the mommy feels. I mean, even if you're not a mom, I'm not a mom. Oh, yeah. I was like sobbing. The well, first movie, I was like sobbing. I'm going through, like, oh, I'm going through all the, the like mom mentalities of, boy, howdy, is that kid fucking grounded. Yeah. And if my kid ever did that, I'd take their phone. And then, oh, how wonderful they saved Christmas. All right, oh, they're yeah. They're forgiven. Yeah. And, but, oh, and the first one with, with Teddy, when Teddy was acting like a little bitch, I was like, mm mm. This kid nah. getting scared straight. Like we about to break a wooden spoon right like, now. <laughs> we go. We go. Into the, we go into jail. We gonna go. Yep. We gonna go talk to some folks. Yeah. Uh, Teddy's getting scared straight right now. Your daddy was so. a firefighter. We about to pull some strengths. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have had the other firefighters come and whoop that kid's ass. But yup. <laughs> Boy, I did not condone hitting your children. No, don't do it. Sorry, that was no a lot. All jokes aside, don't, don't hit, hit your kids. Don't hit your kids. But if you, if you spank. I get it. Don't spank like an asshole. Don't yeah. hit your kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so go check this movie out. Go check <laughs> this series out. Both yes. movies are fucking great. You, it's These are seriously going to be Christmas classics. Um, they are. It's right there with Tim Allen. Like, the yeah. Christmas Chronicles is the Santa Claus of this, of generation. this generation. It's fantastic. I, I would argue that it's that they're better, honestly. Yeah. The... The first Santa Claus is really good, but the second and third ones are not even worth watching again. Like, I watched them when I was a kid, and now I don't even care. Like, I've watched them once, both of them once as adults, and Mm -hmm. I was like, that's enough. I'm never watching these again. (laughs) But I'll watch the first one every year. I don't care. Um, but these Christmas Chronicle ones, those are gonna, those are both going to be movies that I watch every year. Just like uh, like the Home Alones. I watch Mm -hmm. those every year. I agree. Only one and two don't. Waste your time with three, four, or five. Home Alone. All Jesus. Those are trash. There's a four and a five? Yeah. Don't. Garbage. Don't do it. Don't. Don't watch Garbage. Those. Just watch one and wow. two. Macaulay Culkin's the only reason to watch those movies. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Get that boy a lodka. Oh Macaulay Culkin. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Go check these films <laughs> out. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again tomorrow. Yes. With another Christmas film. Because that's how we roll out here. We sure do. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have any other questions, comments, concerns that you want to talk to us about regarding the Christmas Chronicles 1 or 2. Um, or Kurt Russell. Or, or Goldie Kurt Hawn. Russell or Goldie Hawn or any of these other people. Uh, or Tyrese. Like, yes, let please. Us know. <laughs> let us know. You can tweet us at... Allentown Pod. You can email us at Allentown Presents at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Allentown Presents. Yeah, and we'll see you again tomorrow. So thank you so much. Bye. Ho, 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 toots. <laughs>